Hi everyone, my name is Leila Fatimi and I'm the Curator of Education and Community Outreach at Gallery 44. Hi everyone, my name is Celeste Cole. I am the Employment Manager at JIU Canada. And today we are joined with Lorenzo Colacado and we're going to have a discussion about his work, Loving Lola, which is currently up at our vitrine space located in the 401 Richmond building. Hey, Lorenzo. Hi. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I'm uh, thankful and, and grateful to be here. We're excited to be here with you. Mm-hmm. We're excited to talk about this work, this beautiful work. Thank you. Thank you. So I think we should just jump right into it. We can do that. Well, maybe we should start with an introduction. So if you could tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, so I, I'm, I'm Lorenzo. I grew up in the Jane and Lawrence area in the western western um, part of Toronto. Uh, grew up there for most of my life. Um, my parents immigrated from the Philippines in uh, around the late 80s, early 90s. My mom came here first um, and uh, lived with my, my other grandmother who was already situated here in Canada in the Kensington Market um, area of Toronto. And uh, my dad followed afterwards uh, when they got married in 92. So mm-hmm. it was an interesting gap when they were just like sent a lot of letters and to each other. And uh, we finally moved out of our apartment at Bathurst and Wilson when I think my brother was born. So my brother and I are three years apart and we lived at Bathurst and Wilson for a few years and then moved to Jane and Lawrence. And I grew up there um, all the way up until university. And I went to Queen's University in Kingston, and that's kind of where a lot of my art creative outlets kind of started at that time. Thanks for sharing that background. I'm curious, um, just based on what you described as your background and uh, where your parents are from, if any of your history has uh, influence on your creative career, or if it provides any source of inspiration and, and what that looks like. I think so. I mean, I would hope so. I think definitely when I left Toronto to go to, to Queens in Kingston, it was really the first opportunity around my second year when I was uh, volunteering with the yearbook and design services, and they needed some somebody to cover uh, the Queens Model Parliament event happening in Ottawa. And uh, they just gave me this like DSLR camera, a huge like 70, 200 millimeter lens and zero experience, you know, mind you, zero experience really uh, operating a camera. Like, I mean, you pick up a camera, you know, uh, but you don't really know what you're doing. So it was a big level of trust um, from, from the team over there to give me a camera and just say, hey, go figure it out. And I think that was probably the biggest, I think, inspiration for me um, seeing and being around a creative community there. At the time, I didn't really realize, but learning from other photographers who were self-taught um, was, was really inspiring for me. And that kind of really got my brain moving. I was like, this is something that I could do on the side of what I was studying. And I went to Queens for political studies. And I think people who meet me now have zero mm. idea that I went there or studied politics and that like I picked up a camera or learned how to start start learning photography, you know, at Queens. Can you actually tell us a little bit about how you navigated into more photography and 
How did you fall into even creating the work that you're creating right now? It's been such a journey for me, uh, starting as like in a, you know, I guess covering an event at school for the yearbook and, and being trusted with this, you know, expensive camera with like a bunch of individuals who were also just doing it for fun. Um, it's taken me such a different, so many different places. I think having a camera has allowed me to experience life in such a unique way to the point where like I've, I've tried different things where I've, I've covered events. I've, uh, you know, I've been uh, a wedding photographer a couple times and experienced that. Uh, I've done a couple of like, I guess, like headshot stuff. And, you know, you, I think as a photographer, when you're starting out, you, you try a bunch of things. You try to figure out what your style is and what you're interested in. And it, it's taking me so many different places and so many different interesting experiences. But it, I've, I've always come back to the things that always feel natural and, and authentic to me and my identity. So a lot of uh, basketball, I feel like I've been able to document more basketball um, the last two, three years because I've stepped into that space. I've, uh, I've owned and accepted that that's part of my identity. Um, and it's something that I feel most comfortable and most like in my element when I'm documenting basketball. Um, and b truthfully, because I, I also grew up playing it. I grew up playing basketball when I was probably eight or nine years old. And I've been, I used to play in Filipino Canadian basketball leagues and we would travel across the GTA, travel to uh, New York and play. And I, mind you, I wasn't very good, but I was on the team and I liked the spirit of, of the game. And when I wasn't able to grow any taller or, you know, uh, when I had two knee injuries, uh, I still wanted to be around the game of basketball. And, and I think having a camera allowed me in those spaces to still be competitive mentally and emotionally, uh, still be around the game and, and witness it up close. So to be at a position now where people are asking me to be at the games and be in certain um, spaces and opportunities, it's such like a humbling thing for me to look back on the last five years since I started freelancing. When I look at your basketball work, I, I see that like um, you're documenting like the environment and the atmosphere of the space and it's not just the basketball players. Mm -hmm. And I remember when we were first discussing like your work you were thinking about doing basketball and then you decided to transition into doing like more personal um, family work so could you tell us how you decided to transition and maybe introduce us to loving Lola I, yeah 100% I think I was very excited when the opportunity came up because I think that's the kind of the the content and the the style that people uh, recognize me for and it's something that I definitely do want to be known for to be a one to be a good photographer overall but definitely be recognized as a one that uh that just loves documenting basketball so when the opportunity came up to do this I uh I you know I, I obviously thought about it a little bit and and felt this would be special like not to say my basketball stuff wouldn't be special either I think to be the first to have it like this has my first solo show to be something about family is something that I think will be like greater 
for me, you know, looking back on like 10, 20 years from now. Um, and I think basketball, there's still so much I have to figure out um, what kind of stories I want to tell. Uh, and I'm still in the process of that, but I felt looking back at the collection of photos that I have over the last two years, it this felt a little bit more, um, I want to say like, developed like this felt more ready to to be shared now than anything that I would have created with basketball right now mm -hmm. I'm curious about what it was like since you have um or you're known for the work that you do photographing basketball players and basketball games and atmospheres and really beautifully too um but that's sort of like an outward like I almost imagine it as you're pointing the lens outward, but for this project specifically, it feels like you turned it inwards. Mm -hmm. And I'm just curious about what that experience was like for you and, and what, um, if it was a vulnerable one or mm -hmm, what it mm -hmm. looked like for you really. Oh, this was like deeply emotional, um, incredibly it put, put me in a definitely like a, an incredibly like vulnerable position because now I'm sharing a piece of myself in my home with, with people that I probably will never see or get, I won't get to meet everybody that gets to see this uh, as much as I would love to. Um, and every time that I go down there and just, um, whether I'm sharing it with somebody or, or speaking with somebody about it, someone will pass by and, and, and and make a comment about it because they're realizing that I'm I'm there. So it's, it's kind of an interesting experience to to be, to ha or at least to have the lens be on me a bit, and have it have to own my work, and and stand by it and and have people see that it's me. Um, yeah, no, this whole entire project has been deeply personal, deeply reflective of what I really want to do moving forward. And do you think um, your experience with doing such a personal project, especially one that involves your family, has changed your relationship with yourself or your Lola or other members of your family or their perspectives or your own perspective? I, I hope it changes the perspective of, you know, my family members and, and how we can share time with one another and uh, how we're able to see each other. I think sometimes when you live in the same house and you know you belong to the same family, sometimes we kind of take each other for granted more so than, than we'd like to say and uh, or admit. And I think this has allowed me to really appreciate and love them in, a, in such a special way where I'm able to, I guess I don't know. I it's hard to it's hard to put into words um, with the kind of impact that it has on my family. But for me, you know, it, it allowed me to to remember that this is this is like this is very important. This is something that I I want to continue sharing um, with people because I think when I'm able to share how how important family is to me, I think um, it's naturally allowing for conversations for how much family means to to everybody and no matter how that looks like 
I think it's, uh, especially with grandparents and our elders, I think it's uh, allowing for such like beautiful conversations about what stories they have, what people have with their, with their elders and their grandparents. So I think that is something that I really value is like people getting to reflect on their relationships with people and one another and their family members. I see this body of work as kind of like a love letter to photographers. And so is that something that really has changed because of this project, how you see like the impact and your, um, like the privilege that you have being a documenter? A hundred percent. I think this is something that I don't think about too much with my family or with my Lola either. Every time I've asked her to photograph, she's never asked why. She's never given or asked for like an explanation or what's this going to be for. She just plays along with it. She kind of plays with me and like says, okay, like this is what you want. or And, I, and she's just so easy to direct. And I, I find that to be such a privilege because, you know, I, I try to be as mindful as I can whenever I document people, knowing that like I have to, it is my responsibility and my duty to um, make the person that I'm documenting feel comfortable. And I think it's such a privilege. It's such a privilege for me to document my Lola and feel such comfort, such, such like comfortability, if that's even a word, you know, with her. Um, and, and for her to allow me to do this. Because um, I don't think I've ever expressed to her that I wished that I took photos of my Lolo, of my grandfather, you know, before he passed. And I didn't have this skill. But I wish I just even had a photo, that I took a photo like 10 years ago, 11 years ago. And uh, that's probably the biggest reason why I was documenting her when she came to Canada in 2019, when she got her permanent residency here to live with us. So I uh, wanted to take as many photos as I can so that I have photographs that I can say that I took of her. And I don't know what that where that comes from, but I just, I just know that I wanted it. I wanted to have photographs that I took because there's no one else that I felt could express the love that I have than, than myself. I think that's probably the biggest, biggest feeling that I could have because of this exhibit. Do you think that this project is finished or do you intend to continue um, creating visuals as expressions of love for your Lola or maybe other members of your family or community in your work? A hundred percent. I, all three layers and levels. Like I would love more photos of my family, my family members. Um, I think this pandemic, you know, has shown me and, and that I don't have photos of a lot of my other family members that mean a lot to me, like my other uncles and my, my, my aunts and I guess Tito's and Tita's, right? you know, that's the, uh, the, the Tagalog versions of auntie and, and uncle. So I, I, I want photos of all of them. And and just like, I think, just Filipino people, like, in general. Like, I would love, like, that's like a dream project for me. Um, and I would love to continue to take photos of, of my Lola and as for as long as I possibly can. You know, as for as long as she's living here with us in our house, I would love to take photos. I don't know if this would, if I would add to this this collection here. I think maybe it would be like a... I don't know. Like, I don't know how to maybe uh, think of like a, an evolution of this, of Loving Lola. 
maybe like a volume two would be kind of cool. I would love to even just take this to the Philippines as well. Take it to our hometown. I think that's probably the next bigger goal is to like maybe take Loving Lola and take it to the Philippines and maybe documenting other other Lolas in the, in the hometown. That'd be kind of cool too, I think. That would be, I think just being able to like, because I, I understand how like challenging it is sometimes when you don't have like the language or like the 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 tools to communicate and I think photography kind of breaks that barrier for for my Lola and I to communicate so to do a project like that with other Lolas and see other people and their Lolas be represented would be a beautiful thing that sounds like a beautiful project and I think it will also be interesting might look different than obviously because you don't have that personal relationship that you have with your Lola but I like what you said about the understanding that you hold just maybe in spending so much time with your own Lola and, and over the years of her kind of going back and forth between here in the Philippines too um, and I'm, I'm curious uh, sort of a departure um, from talking about your Lola but in the last few weeks where you were working really intensely on this project and stepping into new territory and, and bringing something to life um, differently than maybe you have in the past, what are some things that you've learned about yourself? Oh. <laughs> uh, I think the, the number one thing that I, I can say that I learned about myself is that I can't I'm, I'm able, I can do this. I, I can step into uh, a space that I didn't think was possible or I, I don't see myself as. Like even calling myself an artist kind of feels weird sometimes, but uh, just because I don't think I do enough uh, or I don't normally see my photography as art uh, and, and having this as a opportunity to showcase feels like I'm an artist. But I think at the same time, like I, I'm able to show myself now this is like living proof that I'm able that this is um, something that I'm capable of doing uh, knowing that I'm able to put my work out there and and it's good enough it's good enough for for me at least you know it's good enough for me uh, to see live uh, beyond the screen because uh, I think I live in a world or we all live in a world that we all live in like this place where everything we make is for online is consumable for Instagram at least for me all my stuff it lives on Instagram so to have an opportunity to have photos live outside of Instagram and outside of the screen and it's something that my family can go physically see and it all feels like a real thing that I can that I can believe in I can believe in myself more I can believe in my my dreams and I can talk about it you know I, I have a space and an opportunity now to show everybody I know that this is possible. So tagging on to that, um, as an emerging artist and as someone who's, this is their first solo exhibition, what are like three pieces of advice that you would give to emerging artists who are looking to do the same thing? Well, the first one off the, off the bat, I think is being open, being open to ideas, critiques, feedback I think having the mentality of like being open to 
other people's like opinions or perspectives was very interesting and helpful. Like, I don't think without you two being here throughout the entire process, I was telling you both, like, I don't, I don't believe it until I see, it doesn't feel real, right? We're not even at the airport yet. Like we're, (laughs) we're not even, you know, we're just getting through security, like throughout the whole time, right? Like the whole process, selecting the images and okay, these are the ones that are gonna be on vinyl versus photo paper, like this is gonna be on this size. Like none of it felt real until we started putting it up. So I think if it, if I didn't have the both of you supporting the process, I, I don't know how it would have, it could have looked very different if I didn't have an open mindset. So I think number one is definitely having an open mindset as a an emerging artist, like being open to the, the curation and being open to any ideas. Uh, I think that was a big thing that I learned even about myself as well. So being open, um, another thing, I don't know, that was probably the biggest one. I, th- I think I just kind of continued to like believe in your artwork. I think continuing believing in your, your ideas and vision as an emerging artist, because uh, I didn't, certain certain uh, pieces or certain photos that were paired together I didn't see I didn't see until uh, someone pointed it out and uh, oh uh, I mean I don't know I don't know if this makes any sense actually uh, for um, for another emerging artist but for me it was like I think going back to this idea of like uh, being open to feedback and ideas I, I had a completely different vision, right, for the vitrines. Um, but then having some time to reflect on how powerful, like, images can be standing alone and making things simple, uh, that was an interesting challenge for me. So I think even throughout the process, if another emerging artist is having, um, I guess, challenges or difficulty, I think trying to keep everything simple was another piece of advice that I have but again I don't know yeah you just jump in here one thing I remember you saying was that I don't have enough work I don't have enough work oh yeah 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 I didn't feel like I had enough work yeah to showcase yeah yeah so that was an interesting yeah that's I forgot about that (laughs) so I was like based on our conversations is like remembering that you have enough work or that there's work there oh yeah yeah that's another one I think yeah you have I I had more than enough yeah, I think, I think, yeah, for another emerging artist, I think believing in yourself and believing in your work that you have more than enough to show is like a good thing too. Because I remember you saying, I'm going to go and create more work. And then Lil and I were like, wait a minute. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> Let's slow down and look at what you have. So yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, it's cool to look back on it actually and, and because it just happened so fast. And even just being here right now, it's like, yeah, we spent two months putting this together. It's not a lot. That's not a lot of time. Yeah. It's not a lot of time. It, it, it happened very quickly. Yeah. 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 So much of your work, whether it's this work or your basketball work or the work that you have done with Jayu has been very community focused. So I'm wondering if finding community is a 
important piece for an emerging artist to think about. Oh my goodness. I don't know why I, I even forgot about that one. Yeah. That's a big one for me. I don't think I, I would be here in this position in my photography career if I didn't have community and, and be involved in so many different kinds um, and being excited about joining other ones. I think like as, as an example, if I didn't have Jayu uh, as, an, as a community, I wouldn't have found Recess and having Recess as a community that constantly inspires me and constantly believes in me and supports me. If I didn't have Jayu and Recess, I, I wouldn't have met, you know, you, Layla, and, and, and at Gallery 44, and that excites me to look into becoming a member and, and seeing that there are other members that are already there. And I don't, I don't want to get in my, my way of my way anymore, where I, felt, where I felt like probably two, three years ago, I probably would have said, oh, I'm not, that's not me. I can't, I can't be involved in that. I think, yeah, sometimes... The it's intimidating. I, yeah. And I think that's a, a, a big thing is if you're not, if you don't already find yourself part of a community, mm-hmm. how or like what advice would you give to someone looking to find a community, like navigating that? Hmm. That's a good one. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm like, shameless plug. The yeah. Jayu process. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But, but really, though, I think I was even trying to break that down, right? Because I, like being a participant in Jayu, how did I even get there? I was, like, interested in trying to find, like, I was really craving community before I met Jayu. Like, I was just coming out of uh, a, a program with Kapisana and Philippine Center of the Arts in 2017, and I was looking for another community to be part of. And I think the advice I would give to younger me that I felt like I took, but like I feel like for other emerging artists who, who are trying to find community, I think I would say like, like ask yourself like what you're really interested in learning. I think curiosity is like one of the biggest um, motivating factors for me. Like, am I curious to experience like learning about photography or what about photography is like really interesting to me i don't think even answering that question like why photography is a medium but photography like really allows me to reflect it's different from video where it's very engaging and you know there's sound there's a lot of there's moving things that are going on but for a photo like it, it it almost like makes you stop and and appreciate time and moments and and just like time overall, it really makes you think. It makes me think constantly. I look at an image and, and I try to understand w- what this means. I think photography gives me that, like a deeper understanding of what time feels like um, than any other medium. So Lorenzo, <laughs> we would love to know what's next for you. What's That's next? That's a very overwhelming question, so feel free to answer it however comes naturally. What's next? Um, what's next, I think, is the uh, the artist talk that we're going to hopefully have. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, but, but outside of... Outside of, of the art, yeah, yeah. Outside, outside of, of this exhibition. Outside of this exhibition. <laughs> um, 
what's next? I, I want to work on, like, I think allowing for time for this to, to breathe. I think I've really understood and felt being able to document Filipino people has been such something that I always wanted to do. And I think now I'm going to lean into it a little bit more. My dream project would be to come out with a pro like a photo book project where I get to travel all over the world and, and get to find versions of myself. Did I mention this to you before? I feel like I have maybe like, I want to find more of me all over the world. Like, can mm. I, can I find a, a Filipino Italian? Can I find a Filipino, like a Filipinos anywhere, everywhere around the world and, and document their experience being Filipino hyphenated in, in their hometowns what's, what's that what, what are those experiences like um, what are your interests like being shaped in this in this environment that you've lived in um, I think being able to document that in this time and day and age would be special for me so I don't know how I don't know how where how it'll happen but uh, I hope for that I really hope I get to meet as many Filipinx artists all over people you know doing interesting things uh, I think being able to see, document these times, I've, I don't know anyone who's before me, or maybe there are, there have always been, but I want to see more of me do this kind of work where we see each other. We really get to see each other represented and representing each other in the most positive lights and positive ways. That's amazing. Well, thank you so much, Lorenzo, for your time and your wisdom and your candid sharing. It's been great chatting with you. And if you haven't already checked out Lorenzo Pelicato's exhibition, Loving Lola, it will be up until August 27th at Gallery 44 Vitrines, again, located in the 401 Richmond Building.